Nats Chat is brought to you by Walters. Walters is the place to be this Saturday, all day and night, as both the Nationals and D.C. United are at home. Nationals Marlins at 4 p.m., D.C. United versus Real Salt Lake at 6 p.m. Register ahead of time at waltersdc.com slash events for a free drink. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now the set of the pitch. Swing and a drive hit well to right field toward the corner. This is going, going, and gone. Goodbye into the Nationals' bullpen. A two-run homer for Luis Arise. And the Marlins regain the lead here at the top of the second. It's now Miami 4 and Washington 2. Now the 2-1 on the way. Swinging a fly ball left field and deep. Back goes Dilla Cruz. This one's going to be over his head and it short hops the fence in left field. Scoring the tying run is Abrams. And in its second with a double is Lane Thomas. It's a brand new game. The Nationals 5, the Marlins 5. And the pinch, swinging a ground ball toward the middle. Abrams to his left. He knocks it down. Can't make a play. Runner's breaking for the plate. Here's the throw to the plate. Ruiz the tag. He is safe as the ball rolls away. Picked up by Carl Edwards Jr. So Abrams couldn't squeeze it on a ground ball up the middle. And Guriel kept on running around third. And Abrams with a throw to the plate. After picking it up in shallow center for a moment, he didn't realize the runner was going. And his throw on a hop from that distance made it tough for Ruiz as the ball kind of skidded and rolled, and he never got it in the glove. The ball actually rolled up the chest of the sliding Guriel and rolled away, and the Marlins have the lead, 6-5. to five. And welcome to Nats Chat for Saturday, June 17th, 2023. I'm Al Galdi, host of the Al Galdi podcast. Mark Zuckerman is off for this installment of the podcast. Well, the Nationals now are an absurd 4-19 and against the Miami Marlins in regular season games since the start of the 2022 season. I mean, think about that record, 4-19. and We on Friday night had the latest Nats loss to the Marlins, a uh, 6-5 loss to the Marlins at Nationals Park in Game 1 of a three-game series. The Nats now have lost 12 of their last 16 games and now are 27-41. and That is the second-worst record in the National League. Don't forget to check out our new website, NatsChatPodcast.com, which allows you to listen to previous installments of the show, contact the show, and order a Nats Chat Podcast t-shirt. Uh, also, if you have like 20 seconds to spare, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. Uh, you on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify can rate 
the podcast. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated, and you on Apple Podcasts can write a review saying that you like the podcast. The review can be just a sentence or two. Can be more, but doesn't have to be. But the ratings and the reviews help out the podcast a lot, so thank you very much for doing them. It is appropriate that this weekend is uh, Father's Day weekend, given who the Nats faced on Friday night, the Marlins who over these last two seasons have been the Nats' fathers, have been the Nats' daddies, okay? The truth is the truth. And uh, a particular daddy of the Nats at least had been Marlins starting pitcher Sandy Alcantara, who last season owned the Nats. Sandy Alcantara in the 2022 regular season against the Nats, five starts, an ERA of 0.90, a whip of 0.775, an opponent's OPS of 459. Yes, the Nats had an OPS against Alcantara of 459. Well, the Nats on Friday night got to Sandy Alcantara, got to him a whole lot. You know, Alcantara is not having the season this season that he had last season. And he on Friday night allowed five runs in five and a third innings on a whopping 10 hits. The Nats on Friday night did a really good job against Sandy Alcantara, but the problem was that the Nats starting pitcher on Friday night had a rough outing too. Trevor Williams, he overall this season has been solid for the Nats. He on Friday night, however, had arguably his worst start of the season. Williams, five runs in four and a third innings. He gave up seven hits, a home run, a double, and five singles. He issued three walks. He recorded just two strikeouts. And he, over his four and a third innings, threw 86 pitches, 52 strikes versus 34 balls. He just was off. Williams allowed four runs over the first two innings. He, in the top of the first, allowed two runs. Williams gave up a leadoff full count single by Luis Arise. Get used to hearing that name up the middle, despite Arise having been down to the count at 1.02. Williams issued a five-pitch walk of Jorge Soler, and Williams gave up a one-out, two-run opposite field single by Jesus Sanchez to shallow left field on a 1-2 pitch for a 2-0 Marlins lead. Williams then, in the top of the second, allowed two more runs. He gave up a leadoff opposite field double by John Birdie off the right field wall, although Birdie ended up being tagged out in a 6-2-5 fielder's choice rundown between third base and home plate for the second out. But Williams then gave up a two-out, two-run homer by Luis Arise to right field on a 1-2 pitch for a 4-2 Marlins lead. And then Williams, in the top of the fourth, allowed a run. He issued a one-out walk of the Marlins' number eight batter, Jacob Stallings. Williams gave up a one-out infield single by the Marlins' number nine batter, Jonathan Davis, on a liner off Williams' glove. And Williams then gave up a one-out opposite field RBI single by, yes, Luisa Rise through the left side of the infield on a one-two pitch for a 5-3 Marlins lead. Luisa Rise on Friday night, five for five with a two-run homer, an RBI single, and three other singles. The leg kick and the pitch on three and two. Breaking ball, ripped to right center. It's going to fall in a base head. Picked up by Victor Robles on a hop, and Luis Arise is five for five of the game. His second five-hit game of the year. Now, he's having a really good season, but he actually came into the game in an 0 for 15 slump. Well, that ended and Luis Arise now, this regular season, batting average of 390, on-base percentage 
of 441. He leads all qualified players in the majors in those stats. But Trevor Williams on Friday night, not at his best. The Nats bullpen on Friday night for a second consecutive game. Overall good, but did give up a crucial run. Four Nats relievers combined to allow one run in four and two-thirds innings. You look at that, it's hard to be mad about that. Jordan Weems, very good. He tossed one and two-thirds perfect innings with two strikeouts. He came into the game in the top of the fifth with a runner on first, one out, and the game tied at five. And Weems promptly retired two consecutive Marlins batters for the final two outs. Mason Thompson was good once again. He tossed a scoreless top of the seventh as he continues to look as if he's back. That is such a big development for this Nats bullpen. But then Carl Edwards Jr. in the top of the eighth allowed a run. He allowed the run on a one-out walk of Yuli Gurriel, a one-out single by Joey Wendell to center field, and a two-out tie-breaking RBI infield single by Garrett Cooper up the middle for a 6-5 Marlins lead. Now, This single by Cooper was interesting. So again, RBI infield single came on a grounder that was not fielded cleanly by shortstop C.J. Abrams as he ranged to his left. And then Abrams' throw home went off the mound, came in on multiple hops, and ultimately wasn't even caught by catcher Capet Ruiz. And Joey Wendell ended up scoring from second base on what ended up being an RBI infield single. So some not-so-great defense by the Nats on that play. Edwards gives up the run. But to me, Edwards on Friday night, like closer Hunter Harvey in the 4-1 10-inning win at the Houston Astros on Thursday night, didn't get smashed, but yes, did allow contact to where things ended up not going the Nats' way. And then Chad Cool, he on Friday night, tossed a scoreless top of the ninth. But what loomed large was what happened with the Nats defense on that two-out tie-breaking RBI infield single by Garrett Cooper in the top of the eighth. This was Nats manager Davey Martinez during his post-game press conference on Friday night. I got to really look at it. I don't know. They gave it a hit. I don't know if it's a hit or not. Yeah, but, you know, just if you feel the ball, you know, feel the need to throw it, at least keep it in the infield. That's a ball he should catch. Is it still maybe somewhat of a positive that you had the wherewithal to not give up on the play and see if the runner turned the corner to go home? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he turned right away. He knew, you know, he knew exactly what he needed to do when, when he missed the ball. Tough play when he turned how to turn like that and make a quick throw like that. But like I said, the inning starts with a walk, and then, you know, and then, you know things happen like that. Yes, they do. I do want to note this about the Nats defense. Well, there certainly are some good things that we've seen from the Nats defense this season, including the turning of double plays. Three more double plays by the Nats on Friday night. But know this, the Nats entered Friday tied for 27th out of 30 major league teams in defensive runs saved for this regular season, minus 24. And some of the people who get talked about as being part of this supposed improved Nats defense, C.J. Abrams at shortstop, minus three defensive runs saved. Cape Ruiz at catcher, minus six defensive run save. As you know, there are narratives and then there is reality. You know, there is the objective methodology that is something like defensive run saved. And look, defensive run saved is not perfect, okay? Defensive metrics in general are flawed. I will totally concede that. But the defensive metrics are a lot better than the eye test. And just going off of what you think 
defense in baseball is because our eyes can lie to us and we so often don't see the entireties of plays. And so you need some sort of objective methodology and defensive runs saved is that. And so when it comes to this narrative that the Nats this season are much improved defensively, look, I think earlier this season, the Nats were playing good defense, but the defense has fallen off in recent weeks and the numbers now are not so good. I mean, again, Entering Friday, the Nats tied for 27th out of 30 major league teams in defensive runs saved at minus 24. And then you see what we saw on that crucial infield single by Garrett Cooper on Friday night. And, you know, more bad defense was on display on that play. So just something to keep in mind when you hear about the Nats defense this season. Nats Chat is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Check out their selection of shorts and pants that come with the comfort of built-in liners. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Go to birddogs.com pool and enter promo code pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hey, are you a law firm partner stuck on an underperforming team while the rest of the competitors are spending big and winning big? Well, unlike Mackenzie Gore and Kbert Ruiz, you have options. You don't have to stay on your 60 win team. Nat's chat sponsor, Mason Kalfis and his team specialize in placing partners and associates at medium-sized and large law firms in Washington, D.C. and across the country. Mason Kalfas has recruiters in six states and has placed lawyers in more than half of the 100 largest law firms in the United States. While you may be reading doom and gloom from the legal press, many practices are red-hot antitrust, IP litigation, white-collar litigation, finance and direct lending, and health care. Because you are not under a CBA or team control for six years, in fact, staying at a firm too long is often a recipe for being underpaid. Explore your options today with Mason Kalfas. Call Mason today at 202-486-3535. That number again, 202-486-3535. Are you looking for tickets to an upcoming event? DC might not have been on the Taylor Swift circuit, but still plenty of other events in the nation's capital, such as the Ed Sheeran concert in a few weeks in Landover. That's why you should download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code NATSCHAT for $20 off your first purchase. You get cheaper tickets, and it helps the podcast a bit. Sounds like a smooth 6-4-3 double play. Again, create an account and redeem the code NATSCHAT for $20 off. Terms apply. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And a swing and a drive in the air to deep right center field. This is way back. This is going, going, gone, goodbye. Bang, zoom goes Lane Thomas with a leadoff home run here at the bottom of the first inning for the Nationals. And they get one of those two runs back immediately on one swing as Lane Thomas delivers his second leadoff home run of the year. Had one in Kansas City back in mid-May. Home run number 10, RBI number 32, and it's the Marlins 2 and the Nationals 1. 
as I said earlier in the show, the Nats in the 6-5 loss to the Marlins on Friday night did hit. The Nats for the game had five runs and 12 hits, although also no walks, uh, but still five runs and 12 hits. Uh, the Nats went two for nine with runners in scoring position. The top four batters in the Nats lineup, Lane Thomas, Luis Garcia, Jamer Candelario, and Joey Manessis, they went a combined eight for 18 with four RBI and three runs. Lane Thomas, your Nats starting right fielder and number one batter. He on Friday night, two for five with a solo homer and an RBI double. Both of those hits came off the Marlins starter, Sandy Alcantara. Lane Thomas entered the game 0 for 15 with nine strikeouts in his major league regular season career against Alcantara. So much for that. Thomas in an Nats two run first, a leadoff opposite field home run to right center field of Sandy Alcantara to cut the Nats deficit to 2-1. The homer went a projected 411 feet per stat cast. And yet another instance of first inning production from Lane Thomas this season. I talked about this last week on the podcast. Lane Thomas now in this regular season has a first inning OPS of 1,154. The guy has been outstanding in first inning plate appearances this season. And then Thomas on Friday night in an ads two run fourth, a two out RBI double off Sandy Alcantara off the left field warning track to tie the game at five. Luis Garcia, he on Friday night as an ad starting second baseman and number two batter, two for five with two singles. Jamer Candelario, he on Friday night as an ad starting third baseman and number three batter, three for five with three doubles. Jamer Candelario on Friday night was Jamer two bags. <laughs> Candelario in the Nats two run first, a first pitch opposite field double to left center field. Candelario in the Nats one run third, a two out double to the right center field gap. And Candelario in the bottom of the seventh, a one out full count double to the left center field gap, despite having been down to the count at 1.12. Really good stuff from Jamer Candelario on Friday night. The kind of stuff that further enhances his potential as a trade ship, okay? (laughs) Let's be honest here. But Jamer Candelario now, for this regular season, a team-best 20 doubles. He's well on his way to a 40-double season. That's really good. And Joey Manessis on Friday night as an ad-starting DH and number four batter, one for three with an RBI single and an RBI sack fly. He in the Nats, two run first, had an RBI sack fly to tie the game at two. And Manessis in the Nats, one run third, a two out first pitch, opposite field, RBI single through the right side of the infield to cut the Nats deficit to 4-3. Also for the Nats on Friday night, the return of Victor Robles. Yes, he is back. Now Alcantara to the belt, the pitch. Swinging a ground ball, base hit in a right field. Now he'll end up with runners at second and first as Smith is into second and holding. So that would have been the same result had there not been a challenge. And Robles hit it hard through the right side. The Nats on Friday returned from rehab and reinstated center fielder Victor Robles from the 10-day entered list, which he ended up being on for quite some time. He had been on that since May 8th, retroactive to May 7th with back spasms. Robles on Friday night was an ad starting center fielder and number eight batter, one for four with a single and two strikeouts. How about what went down, though, with the single? Bottom of the six, Robles had a one-out opposite field single through the right side of the infield. The single came one pitch <laughs> after Robles sold 
being hit by a pitch. Now the pitch. Robles is hit. It sounded like he was hit by the pitch. He drops the bat. I heard it. Yep, you're right. And now they're going to send him down to first. There, there was no signal for Brock Ballou. Uh, you heard it hit. It ticked the elbow guard of Robles. Marlins are going to look at a replay to see if they want to challenge. Even though he was not hit by the pitch, and once you saw the replay, it was quite clear that he was not hit by the pitch. The initial call was a hit by pitch, got challenged by the Marlins, and the call got overturned to a ball. But how do you like that? Victor Robles, first game back, trying to get one of his patented hit by pitches. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Now, the corresponding roster move to the Nats reinstating Robles was them optioning outfielder Alex Cole to AAA Rochester. You know, we had been wondering who might be the odd man out once Victor Robles was back. Well, we now know the answer. Alex Cole. He got the call, but uh, not in a good way. Look, Alex Cole just was not hitting. Call through games on Thursday, an OPS plus of just 67 over 251 plate appearances in this regular season. OPS plus is OPS that's adjusted for a player's league at home ballpark. 100 is average. It's a simple stat. Above 100 is good. Below 100 is bad. An OPS plus of 67 is really bad. Now, Alex Cole also has 0.5 defensive wins above replacement. A D-war of 0.5 per baseball reference. That, at this point in the season, is quite good. So Alex Cole has been good defensively. He has made some outstanding catches. I mean, if you're watching these games, you know that. And so I do want to give Cole credit for the defense. But the offense was a problem. Here was Davey Martinez during his pregame press conference on Friday afternoon on Alex Call. We optioned a call down. Look, I can't say enough about Alex. You know, um, he played unbelievable defense for us. He was out there every day. Unbelievable competitor, a good teammate. We want to get, set him down and kind of get, get his swing straightened out a little bit. And I don't think that would be the last you've seen of Alex. Um, you know, he was struggling a little bit with the bat. So we get Victor Bat, who was swinging the bat really well before he got hurt. So hopefully he'll, he'll jumpstart us again. The struggles to this point, do you think it was more mechanical or more plate approach driven? I think a little bit of both. I really do, you know. And I think, you know, towards the end there, he was starting to press a little bit, trying to, you know, get hits, you know. So this kind of reset him a little bit, get him, hopefully get him going again, and then we'll see what ha- what transpires here. You know, we still got a lot of baseball left, so, you know, I'm sure down down the road somewhere we'll, we'll probably need Alex again. But I want to I want to get get him going. He, look, he can play, you know. I mean, we saw some good things that he's done. So we definitely want him to get, get a swing going and get him back, you know, uh, to where we think he could be. And also for the Nats on Friday night was another multi-hit game for Dominic Smith. He is the Nats starting first baseman and number seven batter, two for four with two one-out infield singles. Yes, two infield singles for the speedster, Dom Smith, on Friday night. But uh, he now has three consecutive multi-hit games. Game two for the Nats against the Marlins Saturday afternoon at 4.05. Jake Irvin will be the Nats starting pitcher. You tell us what you think. You can tweet us at Nats underscore chat. You can email the podcast, NatsChatPodcast at gmail.com, including if you would like to sponsor the show. We'd love to have you on board. Contact Tim Shover, see what we can do for you. Again, that email address is NatsChatPodcast at gmail.com. All Nationals radio highlights on Nats Chat are courtesy of 106.7 The Fan. A thank you to Tim Newmark for the music of the Nats Chat Podcast. Visit TimNewmark.com. I'm Al Galdi. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on the Nats Chat Podcast. 
Now the pitch, swinging a ground ball to short. Runner breaks for the plate. Abrams has it. Throw to the plate. Going to be way in time. Ruiz running birdie back to third. Throws to Candelario, who tags him out. Contact play with a ball right at the shortstop. Abrams, and it was fielded cleanly, and they had plenty of time with a throw ahead of him. They get him in a rundown.